What's up, kiddos? This is your dad. I am, uh, I'm at Grammy's house again, old Gram Grams, uh, which is a good and a bad thing. I, I mean, I'm down here so much. It's crazy, but, you know, I got to help her out, and it helps me out because I'm able to focus. So it's a good thing. But uh, right now I'm looking out the back window. It's a freaking gorgeous sunset right now. It's golden. The whole sky is covered in a blanket of clouds. This is amazing. I wish you guys were here to watch it with me. You kind of are, right? You're here right now listening to me watch it. And we get to share this moment together. This is this is so special. So special. <laughs> anyway, as I get to watch this awesome sunset, I'm going to talk just for a minute. Um, what am I going to talk about? Well, uh, this is the uncut interview right now. You're listening to the uncut interview with uh, Dr. Shiver from Italy. So we'll, I'll talk more about him in just a minute. I'm really excited about that, actually. But let's talk a little bit about Burning Man. I, uh, I got back from Burning Man just uh, about a week ago, and holy moly, my, my gosh, it was, it was amazing. I, this is like, it's that one festival that I've been to, unlike all the others. I, it's not even a festival. I, I feel kind of guilty calling it that. I don't know what to call it, to be honest. Um, but it's just an expression of people and art. What's kind of cool about this one is the actual Burning Man uh, promoters or organizers, they only organize the man burn, um, which is like the big wooden man that burns uh, near the end of the week. And they, they organize something called Center Camp and very, very few assets. They build up the fence and they organize tickets and such. But they really don't do much. And so people are like, well, what, what is Burning Man about if, if it's not a big concert? or?" And the truth is, all the participants that go, the ticket holders, me, those are the people that bring all the entertainment. They bring art, and it can be anything. I mean, it's the most expressive place in the world, I swear. It's crazy. Um, it can be art, whether it's, you know, a rollerbladed car or it's a giant wooden bride that they burn out inside of what's called open playa. It can be a mutant vehicle. And that's actually was like one of the things I brought this year was uh, together with a friend, Paul, and he's this rock star. He purchased this car that I found, a mutant vehicle. And a mutant vehicle has to be, it's a vehicle that can't look anything like a vehicle that you would see on the road. I mean, it has to be super crazy mutated or totally custom. And um, so we purchased a little minibus. And I, it's not like a bus you'd see on the road. Like, this is a real minibus, 14 feet long. And, uh, and we kind of decked it out and called it the, the Sparkle Pony Express. And then we just cruised around the playa on this. It's like a, we made it into a little double deck thing so you could, like, lay up on top of it with an umbrella. And we could just cruise around the desert and pick up people, um, cruise around with mostly our crew because it really only holds, you know, 10 people. And uh, so we'd cruise around bumping music and we'd go all hours, day and night. It was it was a kick. It was so much fun, man. But beyond that, there's just so much experience and so many classes people offer. And I'm talking crazy stuff, guys. I mean, it can be anywhere from making your own custom lit up tutu to a blowjob class. You can give or receive blowjobs. It could be just a whole world of just the most crazy things. There was a class where you painted with your butt. They would put 
you'd put uh, a paintbrush in your butt cheeks and you'd paint. I mean, how crazy is that? It's just, you know, some stuff is out there for the for the fact that it can be out there. But anyway, it, it was super wild. So it was cool because uh, I went with bike noise suppressor. And we went last year together, but it was just the two of us. This year, we brought a whole bunch of virgins. Um, so Paul went, and Paul, we met there last year. So that was really, really cool. But we had my dad go, superstar. It's so cool to have my dad go on all these holidays with me this summer. Uh, Carly went for her first time, so they, she was a virgin. Uh, Sarah went with us, our friend Oscar from Italy. Um, just a whole bunch of virgins this year. And it was so cool to you know kind of see the excitement in their eyes for the first time as they had never been before. It was, ah, I love it. I can't wait till next year already. I'm just so pumped. Anyway, so if you haven't checked it out, at least pull it up on Google, Burning Man. You guys have to check out some of the photos of this thing. It's, it's pretty cool. But I am digressing because today is an uncut interview, you guys. That's why you're tuned in, right? And uh, with me is Dr. Shiver. So he is a DJ, a producer, a musician since like the age of five and uh, and he lives in Italy so back when he was a teenager in 2002 he started up art and music which is a recording studio but uh, it's also a DJ booking agency a publishing company I mean they do so much it's crazy but their studio is beautiful it's just immaculate you have to check it out on the internet art and music but um, essentially, Bruno, uh, I met a couple years ago in Ibiza, or Ibiza, as the Americans like to call it. Um, when I was living there, I went to uh, the International Music Summit. So we sat down for, uh, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes. Um, and we had had some drinks. Uh, it was the first time I ever met him. But essentially, it was like so I could learn a little bit more about art and music, but also share some of my music. Um, and it's, it's essentially a conference. So it was really cool to meet him back then. And I didn't realize he was Dr. Shiver. I just knew he was the CEO of, uh, of Art and Music. But anyway, so he did off pretty good. He's a really, really nice guy. And um, so, you know, I've been really into his music the last couple years. And then um, when I put in a request to, you know, interview him and he jumped on it, I was just super excited to talk to him again. So anyway this is uh this is the culmination of uh, that conversation so i will get to it right now this is bruno aka dr shiver and uh and i hope you enjoy hello sir welcome to the your dad's radio how you doing bruno great it's good to hear i don't know if you remember you and i we actually first met about three years ago in ibiza during the international music summit in ibiza where we sat down and had a few drinks talking about art and music yeah it's nice to reconnect yeah it's very nice to reconnect sir <laughs> so i've seen you've been busy recently very busy uh your music has been well received i see you're frequently popping up on the beatport charts whenever i'm digging for new music so Fantastic! I'm I'm actually really in love with your latest release. It's a funky house track called Chemistry. Oh, it's actually where uh, has ha, it's accumulated what 1.2 million views on Spotify already. So congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you so much. It's growing. It's growing. And uh, lately, I believe two weeks ago, also David Guetta added the track to his playlist. So that oh, was wow. great. And the track is still still on growing. It's still on growing. Love to hear that. I'm curious, how, how did you yeah. come about, um, what was the creative spark, or what really inspired this track? Well, it's, it's a long process, actually, because uh, 
this is a collab I did with uh, my little brother, David Allen. Uh, we were in a studio and uh, we were listening to, I don't know if you remember, Men with a Red Face. Uh, it was Mark Knight and Funk Agenda. I love the track with that long saxophone solo in the breakdown. So yeah. we thought we, we should do something. We should do something that can be uh, Men with a Red Face version 2 or 2.0 cold as you want it. Yeah. Uh, so we thought, okay, the saxophone has been already used. Let's try it with something different. So we, we thought about a trumpet. So uh, I just wrote the melody for the trumpet player he came to the studio I played in the melody on the, on the piano he replayed the melody we did a little compo and initially we made a different version uh, because the breakdown was exactly the same that we have now but the the drops uh, were a bit different, so we thought to make it a bit more funky slash housey and at the end uh, that that's how the track was born that's beautiful I think it works great on a dance floor so right on man Good job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. So, uh, you know, reading into some other interviews with you, I, I see you've actually been quoted saying, sometimes I feel like I need a clone just to finish everything. I, I truly feel like this is something I say frequently as well. I'm wondering, how do you split your time between all your responsibilities at art and music and working as Dr. Shiver? It's very tough. Uh, also, because I'm not handling just art and music recording, but also art and music studios and uh, our artists, uh, because we do have a lot of artists in the record label, and I try to uh, to follow each of them, uh, helping them in the production process uh, or in the, I don't know, sound design process. And each of the mixes uh, that are out on art and music recording have been done by me. Uh, so it, it's tough because, you know, I'm kind of splitting my day. I usually work in the morning and the first afternoon in the office. And then from like, let's say, 2.30, 3.30 p.m., I go in the studio and I start working on my tracks or on some of our artist tracks and I stay there till, I don't know, late night. So it's like not having a life, but, but you know, it pays off. If you love what you're doing, it's not, it's not heavy. It's always something that you do with pleasure. <laughs> wow. So, and you have a girlfriend, so she, she seems to be a really patient one, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she is, but, you know, she really <laughs> understands my job. We also working together. Uh, oh, nice. Work uh, together with me in the office, and she's a very talented um, songwriter. Uh, I'm going to produce together with her a couple of tracks very soon, because she has a few tracks that she wrote that are very, 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 very nice. Uh, so she, she really understands my job. Oh, and that's, that's, that, that's very important because, you know, it's, it's a job that not everybody can understand because it requires a lot of sacrifices, uh, requires, you know, a lot of time. Uh, you never have a break. Uh, sometimes you have to work also during the weekend, so it's tough. A partner in crime. You couldn't ask for better. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> a partner in crime, exactly. <laughs> so you, uh, you started learning and playing music at a very young age. Um, did you always yeah. know when you were a child that you'd grow up to become a producer musician or did you have some other dreams as a boy? Well, I was having two different visions of myself. Uh, I started playing the piano when I was five uh, and since that age, I was thinking, okay, I have to do the musician or be a captain because I love to sail, I love to be in the ship, <laughs> uh, I love to, you know, be in the water <laughs> right, uh, right. with a boat. So, yeah. So at the end, uh, I chose to, to work with, with the music. It was very hard because my father was uh, not really supporting the idea of me doing music. While my mother was really pushing me to do it, my father was, no, you have to do classical studies. So I've been 
you know, growing, studying uh, uh, classical things. Nice. Uh, also at a university. Yeah, uh, and so everything I know about music is something that I learned by myself. Uh, so it was a complicated process, but at the end, uh, here I am. Oh, absolutely. I think it's paid off. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So you have such an incredibly diverse skill set. I mean, you're involved in literally like every level of the, your productions. Um, I'm curious, what, what stage yeah. of the music making process do you find the most rewarding? Is it, uh, you know, writing, recording, mixing, mastering, etc.? It really, you know, it really depends. Uh, when I produce, there are no rules. And uh, also this kind of things, uh, like things that pays off, uh, there are no rules. Uh, it can be a mix that makes me super happy, or it can be a sound, I don't know, the sound design, or the arrangement, or the melody. It's, you know, track by track. Every track is like a, a little a little child to me, like having a song. So uh, every every time is different. You, can, you can't say, you know, I love my more than this other song, you, you, you always love your song the same way, but maybe you love more, I don't know, the first song because it's good in reading, and the second song you love it because it's very energetic. So the, the same thing goes for music. Sometimes I'm in love with the mix, sometimes I'm in love with sound design, sometimes I'm in love with the master, some other times I'm in love with uh, the writing process. So the only thing I can tell you is that what I find more creative is writing, uh, and it's also mixing because today the mix uh, is. Let's say that you know, till twenty, thirty years ago, also ten years ago, the mix was very standard. Uh, each track was almost playing the same the same way. Today, with all the plugins you have, you can literally redesign your track with a good mix and master. So I believe that also. This one is a very creative process. A yeah, beautiful answer. I I, uh, I think it's interesting and really important to keep it interesting. Um, good for you, man. That's really good. Thank you. So, okay, you've al you've already accomplished so much. What would you say is that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for you? Is there something you would really like to accomplish before your career is over 30, 40, 50 years in the future? Uh, well, there are several goals I have. Uh, let's say that, uh, well, do I go personal, uh, like an artist, because I really want to have my music becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and I believe that that's something that, that every artist has, because, you know, every artist wants their tracks to become famous, uh, uh, to have more success also, because, uh, you know, success of a track is also a kind of meter to see how good you are. Uh, if your track is not performing good, well, then maybe there is something to adjust to fix. Uh, if your track is uh, supported by tons of DJs uh, and at the same time uh, get a lot of plays on Spotify, uh, gets heavy rotation on radios, then you know that you are on the, on the right path. And so that's something that, of course, I want to keep on building because I want to, to make my tracks even stronger. Uh, and that's as an artist, uh, as a record label. I would say that we really love what we are doing, uh, but my final goal is not to have just dance records because at the moment I believe that we are probably the the, the best Italian record label, dance record label. Uh, but I want to, you know, make the old thing uh, wider. <clears throat> so to have not only dance releases, but also pop releases, uh, hip-hop releases, uh, every kind of good music can be released. You know, um, I was, uh, when was it, like two months ago, I got commissioned to write... Uh, 
a song for a movie. So it was uh, Congratulations. something, uh, I don't know how you call it, soundtrack, yeah. And I really enjoyed it. It was something very epical that I, that I produced. Uh, kind of, I, I took, you know, I took a lot of inspiration from Hans Zimmer, because I love him. Uh, and I added a lot of my classical background because I, I'm still in love with Mozart. And that was giving me, you know, lots of inspiration because it was something different, but something that I'm still able to do. So also as a producer, it's the same but with the record label. It's good if you can not stay stuck on one genre only, but be as wiser as possible. If you are able to do it, of course, then that's the right thing, I believe. So looking at, you, you said you're interested in, you know, doing a little bit more with pop um, out of art and music. Uh-huh. I see you've worked with people like B.B. King and Pharrell Williams, yeah. Mickey Romero. Uh, what what have those experiences been like? Well, B.B. Uh, King was a jam station and, well, it was extraordinary. You know, I play piano, I play Hammond organ. My hand was very, very, very shaking uh, <laughs> when I was playing with him. Even yeah, yeah, because he was a monster. It was really a monster. And one of my favorite music is blues, actually. So it was like perfect wow. to me. Uh, Pharrell, he came to the studio, uh, smiling from the studios, uh, having a three days of session, and that was fantastic. Uh, you know, you you. When I believe that the secret in the music is be contaminated. Um, if you just leave in your little word, nothing will happen. If you start working with other musicians, then you have way more chance because you always learn. You can always learn from others. And if you have the chance to work with Pharrell, with Baby King, uh, I don't know, we got Frank Ocean coming to the studio a few months ago, wow. uh, so with Nikki, etc. Then you are always, always learning something different. Uh, your, your background is becoming more important and, uh, you know, you take inspiration also by this person. So, uh, each of these experiences, I believe, that was very, very healthy for me as a producer, as a musician. And also as I used it, because a lot of this, this person are very humble, because I believe that the secret to become somebody is stay always humble and stay always grounded. Uh, being arrogant is not paying off at the end of the day, if you, no. if you, if you, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. You know? And so, yeah, that's what I think. I think that uh, some great nuggets of information right there, some good advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Can you tell the Your Dad family what, what's coming up next for Dr. Shiver? Mm. Well, I do have, I don't know, I think that I have uh, 10, 12 tracks ready to go, uh, at least. Uh, I have a few that will be released on multi music recording, and a few other that uh, are on the process to be signed by other record labels. Uh, I'm a bit superstitious, like Stevie Wonder, <laughs> so uh, I will not say the names till the contract are not signed, but let's say that uh, I believe that something more that is coming for the coming year with uh, the new productions, because um, also the new productions, I do have something which is very pop, something else which is very club, so I'm trying to also with myself, you see... To, to, to develop myself into these two different directions. So not just club records, but also pop records. So let me get into the final question here. It's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's say I gave you a time jump watch, just like mine. You could travel to any year in the future. You could travel to any year in the past. When and where would you go? Oh, wow. I can just uh, go to one place or I can choose several? <laughs> just, just one place, a physical place and a physical time. 
Uh, there are a lot, <laughs> but I believe that as a musician, I would probably go, let's say, in 17, 18, uh, because it would be fantastic just to, to see and meet Mozart. So that's something that I will do. He's, he's your biggest inspiration, I hear. Yeah, yeah, I love him. I love him. <laughs> I have been reading like tons of books about Mozart. I'm very sick about Mozart. I know everything about it. I can tell you, you just give me a question, I can tell you everything <laughs> you want about him. So that's... if I can go back, you know, back in time and navigate surfing in, in the time, then I will probably uh, go to meet Mozart. Wow. It's important to understand your idols. So good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Shiver. Best of luck on all your endeavors, my friend. You're welcome, and hope to hear you, and see you soon. Maybe next time it'll be again with a nice mojito. All right, you guys. So there it was, the awesome interview with Dr. Shiver. Big thank you again to Bruno for that and for his time, especially while he was on holiday. So very cool of him. So next week on the 27th of September, which is Thursday, I will release Ray-Bans. I'm super excited about this track. It was a real blast to make. If you haven't already heard it, I had the world premiere of this during the last episode number eight, Your Dad's Radio, and you can go ahead and check that out. But I'm really excited to share that with you guys and hope uh, hope you'll like it enough that you'll want to share it, add it to your Spotify playlists or however you listen to your music. Because what's really cool, I took an instrumental that I made I was really vibing with but it wasn't done yet and I wanted to kind of get inspired off some some lyrics and some vocals and I decided to take that instrumental and I sent it out to the family I made it uh, into a mail email and if you're not already part of the family essentially what you do is go to officialyourdad.com and you can sign up for the family it's essentially my mailing list And it's cool because I get to be interactive with you. You guys get to help shape the Your Dad experience and the future of it. Um, There's swag giveaways and free music, all sorts of stuff. So what I did was um, I made it into a contest and I said, hey, anyone that's interested in writing some lyrics for this or send me just, you know, some scratch vocals um, of what you think this song should be about. I kind of, you know, I gave the impression that, okay, Ray-Bans are the glasses that I wear um, with, on the Your Dad character, and I thought it'd be cool to make a song about that. So I said, you know, nudge, nudge, this is this is what I would write the song about. And uh, if you want to roll with that, cool. Otherwise, you know, make up whatever you want. And I got three, four, I got four submissions from that. They were all really cool. I really appreciated everyone that sent in stuff. But um, one of them was from Evian, and she I was actually a singer-songwriter that I met a few years ago in Vegas, and I was just super pumped to hear her first takes because they were actually really great quality. She actually went to a studio, and I made it really open format. Like, anyone could record on their cell phone if they wanted and send it in. And if it was good enough, then we would get them into a studio. But, uh, yeah, Evian sent in some really good quality vocals. Of course, I had, you know, a few notes, but there was not much change from what she originally wrote, and we turned it into a song. So I was able to finish the, the instrumental production around that. We did her vocals kind of as a collaboration, and it turned into what you hear today. So what a really cool experience. I, I am actually really looking forward to doing this again in the future um, after the 
after Your Dad grows a little bit more and hopefully we get a few more submissions. But it was so fun to do. So anyway, that comes out next Thursday, the 27th. So make sure to check that out. And that about does it for me. The sunset is just wrapping up. It's starting to get a little dark out there. So I am going to go eat some dinner, okay? I'm, I'm pretty hungry. So I hope you guys have a great day. I always, as always, I want to thank you for tuning in and for listening to these uncut um, interviews. I know it, it's a lot of blabbering or storytelling, but, you know, it's kind of fun. It's, it's nice to have, like, this open format, loose feeling um, for some of my content. So thank you guys so much for checking it out. And uh, I appreciate you being part of the family. Make sure to uh, hit me up on my socials, at OfficialYourDad, and I'll definitely uh, comment back, write you back. And that about does it for me. So you guys have a good day. We'll see you in the future.